<laughs> hey, welcome, welcome to, to Beyond, Beyond the, the Test, Test Tube, a science, science podcast. podcast. So, hi, Mike. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. How's Japan? Japan is good. I am now getting some momentum doing four or five new techniques. Super, super interesting here. I have a Japanese test in three weeks, so I can go for the... There's a government um, standardized test, and I'm going for the third level out of five. Wow. And most of my day now is in Japanese. Like a lot of the people I work with are in Japanese. Something really interesting is that the, the animal room here is much different than North American animal rooms. You, okay. you have to take your shoes off, for example, because of course it's Japan. And, um, you know, you, you can't bring your phone in. You, you can't bring a lot of outside things in. So I can't really translate when I'm in the animal room. So when I'm doing experiments, depending on what I'm doing, uh, I'm speaking Japanese <laughs> or I don't understand. <laughs> wow. So it's really been pushing me to learn quickly. It's been fun. So... And then the school year is winding down for you. Well, the school year's been winding down for a while now, but um, it's conference time, right? So we've been doing conferences. I had my student, Kefusa Kindo, who presented her poster, and uh, she was doing mm. super well. She was just great. I was uh, really enjoying that. And mm. projects as well as the uh, coordinator of teaching innovations at the Faculty of Sciences. And there's... Um, you know, no end of the projects to do. So I'm working on those and we'll see what comes out of this. Yeah, that's interesting. Awesome. It's fun. Though. So Elaine, today you've gotten an array of athletes to, and, and I'm so out of my league here. I haven't watched sports for a couple of decades. The last time I watched a football game, the Ottawa team was the Rough Riders and not the Red Blacks, I think, that they're now. It's like 2006, so. <laughs> so. Well, I wouldn't have even known the name of either of these teams. So, you know, that just tells you everything <laughs> yeah. about me. So, but yeah. It, it's better than, I, like, this, this interview was really interesting, better than I expected, given that I'm a nerd and you're a nerd and neither of us play <laughs> team sports. <laughs> we have no idea what we're talking about. But yeah. that was the whole point, right? Uh, so we have some really, really interesting people. So Niev Seguin, we have Catherine Byrne and Jackson Bennett. And they're both, the, the three of them are athletes. And they're also, they were students at the Faculty of Sciences who went through their undergrad studies in different disciplines. And because I have no experience of what life is, in sports as a as a student doing sports or as sports in general i can imagine you know i i did some mountaineering um and some climbing i was pretty good with the ice axe but um those are not team sports and they're not professionally <laughs> they're not giving you scholarships to do ice climbing at university otherwise i probably would have done it but uh, yeah so otherwise i have no idea what sports uh, what student athletes actually go through when they go to university and what barriers are there for them or how it helps them, right? The mentality of um, team sports is, is somewhat similar and quite different at the same time. So what, what do they bring from their game into studying? Um, it's, it's so interesting. Um, I 
please, you will stop listening and not want to stop until the end. And through the magic of editing, we've already done the interview, so we know it's good. But these athletes are very high profile. So we've got Catherine Baird, who's the UOttawa valedictorian for 2019 and a soccer, soccer player. We've got Niev Seguin, a volleyball player, who's going into her last year in um, med school. And then Jackson Bennett, who's playing in the CFL uh, as a red black now. Awesome people, right? All right, let's jump in. So thank you, Jackson. Thank you, Niev. Thank you, Catherine. Uh, it's absolute pleasure to be able to speak to you about the happiness and the struggles of student athletes. So you're all students from the University of Ottawa. You graduated uh, in science, or at least you went through the Faculty of Sciences. And I wanted to speak to athlete students today because I have no experience of sports at university or at sports in you know, a really uh, elite level. And some of my students go through, obviously, the, this uh, opportunity that they have. And I want to understand them better. And I want you to help me understand this um, because you, you, you're all alien to me. <laughs> so I want to understand this better, if I may. So before we start, can I just ask each of you one by one to tell me your name, what your program was, what your sport is, <laughs> and what you're doing at the moment that occupies most of your time. So maybe we can start with Jackson. 100%. So uh, my name is Jackson Bennett. I went to the University of Ottawa in 2014, and I'm actually still there now. I completed my degree in environmental science um, in 2020, so it took me a little longer than usual uh, with football going on, but finished environmental science. And then now I'm doing a uh, master's in engineering, environmental, environmental engineering. Um, so I'm about halfway done that and probably should be done in the next two, two and a bit years. Um, but yeah, playing football for the Ottawa Red Blacks right now. I'm really grateful to be part of the, the community now back at home. I've been here for about 15 years and got here grade five. So it's really nice to be uh, back at home and with everybody, family and, and girlfriend and everybody here. So, um, yeah, so just playing football now in the CFL and and doing school and uh, trying to take care of everything. So that's me. That's a lot on your plate already. Um, Niev, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Niev. Um... I played for the Ottawa GGs women's volleyball team. I played from 2016 to 2020. Um, I did my bachelor's. I started my bachelor's in biomedical sciences and I finished in three years with a general science uh, degree. And then I started medical school in 2019. Um, so I did three years of my bachelor's and then uh, I'm currently in my third year of medical school. Well, thank you for that. Catherine. Hi. Uh, yes. So I'm Catherine Barron. Uh, most people just call me Kat. Um, I studied, well, I've actually been studying at the University of Ottawa for about as long as Jackson. I started in uh, 2014 and I started in my undergrad in physics and math. And I finished that. And then I stayed here to do my master's and my master's is just in physics. Um, so I played on the soccer team. And honestly, what occupies most of my time now is completely different from before because I actually just 
finished, I defended my thesis and submitted everything. So kind of just taking a step back and relaxing for the summer. Relaxing is a big part of occupying time when it's needed and it's very important as well. So congratulations on submitting your thesis. That's that's a big, that's a big step, right? So I, I, I know we chatted a little bit before we started recording the podcast about you all knowing each other. Um, I, we had somebody else called uh, Brigitte Lafayette-Oquant who possibly can't join us right now because she's playing um, in Australia. So I think the time schedule is not good for her. But do you all know each other? Not uh, not personally, but uh, I do remember seeing uh, Kat uh, playing soccer and stuff and uh, the soccer team. And um, but I haven't seen uh, Niev around um, at school and stuff. So yeah, I was gonna say I feel like it's more of a we definitely all know like of each other, like of who most people are probably like run into each other. But I'm not sure if I I don't personally like know anyone. Yeah, I actually did um, my undergrad with with Brigitte, so I, I know her pretty well from from that. Um, I can't remember if we if we chatted before she got here or something like that, um, but it was kind of a good connection. And then we had a bunch of our classes together. And um, so it was nice. And I mean, volleyball and basketball, uh, we share a lot of the same facilities, too. Um, so we we saw each other a lot and and helped each other in school as well. That sounds good. <laughs> and that brings me to, you know, this question where, because I'm trying to understand how you move through school. But, okay, first of all, let's establish, um, because you're all high performers uh, at school as well, how was your experience at university? I know, uh, you know, it's not completely finished for some, but your undergraduate studies. So Jackson, did you enjoy going to university or was there like big problems? Uh, personally, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, um, even today, I sometimes, you know, miss school and going back to the U Ottawa and hanging out with all the buddies and, and everybody um, and stuff like that. So I, it definitely was a good time in my life. Um, Saying that as well, there's also, as everybody probably goes through stuff too, you know, um, you know, those ups and downs and, and everything, you know, there's hard days, there's hard classes and there's, you know, days you're staying up all night, not sleeping and, and doing schoolwork. So I definitely don't remember those, but, you know, those those are the things that uh, make school so special, especially Ottawa U. Um, but yeah, you know, finishing um, my science degree was, uh, it took longer than usual because um, usually you do a bachelor's in four years. Uh, it took me about six with football. So um, having things kind of strung out like that um, wasn't, you know, too much of a uh, of a hurdle, but, you know, it's something, you know, you want to get done and you want to finish and you want to make everybody proud around you. So um, I wasn't too beat up about, you know, finishing later than all my friends and stuff like that. So I uh, definitely took the time and, um, and things like that to get everything sorted out. Um, I did four classes each semester with football um, in the fall and the winter semester. Um, so things were not as crazy as some of my teammates. Uh, and I remember some guys doing five or six classes with football and I was like, yeah, that's not me. So um, everybody, you know, has their own path and stuff. So um, I'm happy to be able to finish now. And it's kind of funny, I'm still there, but uh, definitely enjoy my time at uh, U Ottawa. 
Fantastic. Hey, can I ask what the schedule is like? Like, is it is it mostly your mornings, or do you also have training at night too? Yeah, um, back in school, um, sometimes. Um, well, it varied between you know who's in charge and stuff, and who manages the schedule over there. Uh, but I remember my first year, we were we were over there. You know, you have usually, you know, you guys know how it is. How you know, you're trying to pick your classes and you're trying to get on there quick so everybody else doesn't pick them and, and whatnot, the kind of hectic part of the year. And, you know, you try to get all your classes in the morning so you can do everything um, sports-wise afterwards. So for us, it was 2.30 to about 4 was meetings and then 4 to 7, 4.30 to 7 was practice. And then we'd have meetings until some days about 10 or maybe even 11. Um, and then... Me personally, I live out in the East End, so I had to jump on the bus and, and get back home. And sometimes you wouldn't get home until about midnight or even afterwards, especially when the when the bus didn't show up. So um, yeah, it was definitely uh, it teaches you a lot about you know time management and things like that. So um, definitely was a was a learning a learning curve. And that's interesting because when you come to choose the classes, I didn't think well, you know, because how would I know? that there were a certain specific times of the day that you would prefer your classes in. And as Jackson was saying this, then Niev and Catherine <laughs> nodded as well, um, as, as I could see that they had the same experience as well. Um, I, don't, I, I don't think there's a fix <laughs> for this, I'm afraid. I think you have to jump on the schedule as quickly as possible when it's available. Niev, what was your overall experience of uni? Yeah, um, um, if I can add on that too, like I think one thing that un the university did pretty well was to kind of give us the access as soon as possible, like give the athletes access to the schedule a little bit earlier um, so that we could kind of get our schedules out because yeah, we would get the schedules from our coaches and our staff uh, beforehand so we could organize based on the classes that we take. Um, would kind of sometimes limit what we can take as classes. I was like, um, like elective classes and stuff like that, but in general, it worked pretty well. Um, yeah, for my experience, um, I mean, I would do it all over again. Um, it was tough and I mean, uh, it hasn't come with its own challenges, but um, what I can really say about my university experience doing volleyball and, and going through um, the challenges of, of trying to get everything right to, to get into medical school was, that I got to to learn a lot about myself and about my values and, and I got to meet I mean amazing people you know like what's what's amazing with with sports is that you get to kind of go through this this thing and you learn so much about yourself about how you react to things and and then there's people around you who understand kind of what you're going through and you're all going through it together so I would say that's been really something that shaped the person that I'm that I am today. So I mean, there were some hard days and and losses and and lots of sacrifice for sure. Um, but I think when when I was in the moment, you know, coming out of high school and um, you know wanting to achieve all these things with my life, and I I think it just made sense for me to be sacrificing a few things to be able to do. Uh, and to live that experience because it was so unique and so special. And like I said, it's, it, it was a moment in my life where I could really focus on myself, but also be selfless in in the sense of I'm, I'm doing this for my teammates and I'm doing this for my coach. And, you know, so um, 
I must say like training every day was awesome. I, I loved it. And when it was over, I was like, <laughs> like, I don't know what real life is. I'm like, oh my God, I have to train by myself and get myself to the gym. And so, I mean, I'm so fortunate to, to be having, to have had all that support for those full four years. Um, and these people who are committed to your success and committed to, to your improvement as a person, as an athlete, as a student. Um, so I got to say, like, it was such an, an eye-opening experience and I'll forever be grateful for it. I would do it all over again. It's, it is quite special to find a community that shares values and goals that are similar than can be supportive and you know help out that must be quite special and I'm I don't think most students are I all students at least have this when they actually go to university so so that's a completely different experience so how about you Kath um yeah like what you just said it's sort of when we show up here like for, for me I'm from Halifax so I was coming to a new city but I knew that I would get here and that I would immediately have like 30 something girls that would be my friends. And like, I think that's a completely different experience than if you're just, uh, if you just show up in first year and you look at the other 300 people in the auditorium with you in like gen chem and you're like, I know no one and I need to make a lab partner before tomorrow. <laughs> but um, for, for me, um, I remember on, on my team, there's not really anyone there was no one in physics. And so there are maybe some kids that will be taking like uh, bio, but most people tend to be in like HK. A lot of athletes are in HK. Um, so I remember always being really excited whenever someone was in a math class or anything and someone would walk in. So we all have, all of the athletes have sort of the same gear. Like we wear the same jackets. We have the same backpacks. And I remember someone walked into one of my second year physics classes and had a backpack and I was immediately like, who is this? What team does she play on? Like, we need to be friends. Because um, I think there's awesome. just sort of, yeah, there's just sort of this thing that like, that athletes get that you, you don't get if you're not necessarily an athlete and you're not on a sports team. But Which is I, why I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do think our, our profs in general are pretty, are pretty understanding of a lot of things, especially for me, once you get, when we were talking about picking classes, um, in physics, a lot of the times we have, you have one class and it's not even, like it won't even be offered in English and in French. It'll be like this year it's in English, maybe next year we'll offer it in French, but like there's one class you're taking it at this time and they don't care if you have practice at this time. Um, so you're taking that, but I'd roll up to my 830s and my props would always be like, why are you tired? And I'm like, well, I just came from the gym. <laughs> been up. I'm, I'm not, I swear I'm not like just rolling out of bed, but I know I am tired um our coaches have have always been very good about like school first mentality of like, if you have class during practice like you have class like you're a student athlete not an athlete who also happens to be going to the university right. so I, I know for for our soccer team steve was always really good about making sort of accommodations for people who couldn't make make all the practices or make everything that they had to make and especially for us, what we do, like we do two game weekends. Um, I'm not sure about everyone else's teams, but we would go away and we had a whole conversation with him explaining the importance of us having Wi-Fi on the bus. For like if we're driving six hours to North Bay, like we need these hours to be able to do our schoolwork. And honestly, Jackson, I don't know if you were able to study on your bus trips out 
to the East End, but I would never be able to have done that. Yeah, I tried, but it was definitely tough. It's impossible to study on a bus, surely. I mean, perhaps you can read, but um, yeah. I, that's how I did my undergrad, but I didn't do sports ball, so I feel like different game. What do you mean, Mike? You you did your undergrad on the bus? <laughs> yeah, basically. I like, well, it, my undergrad was by correspondence. So I, I used to work full time and I'd like, I have, I, sometimes I'd even have two jobs at the time because I was trying to pay for school while I was doing my undergrad. So I, I got textbooks in the mail and I'd like read them while walking to work. And then I'd read them on the bus to the next job. And then I come home just like super tired and try and study at a desk but I didn't really have a good living environment at the time so yeah I kind of like read in transit but I don't know you guys had a harder time I think because I feel like it's different when you're on a bus with people you know like with what you guys were doing you have friends next to you and people you have things to talk about and you're probably going to do a thing on the, you know you're probably trying to keep your head in, in whatever you're about to do so it's it seems much harder and I think that brings up a good point too, though, because like, yeah, it's, it's actually, it's easier to, to study in the bus when you're with your team than like in the OC Transpo. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's tough and it's a lot of sacrifice and it's, you know, you, you go to training and then you go to class and then you go back to training and you're sweaty all day and, you know, it's tough, but um, lots of other students also have their own struggles and their own you know challenges and and they also do like a bunch of different things so I think it's cool to be talking about like our specific experience as sports because I could I think that's like unique in its own way and there's a bunch of students that go through it but there's also so many students that um have to face all of these challenges and all of these kind of multitasking things um that is similar to what we do as well like studying in the bus <laughs> absolutely yes we need to be as flexible and as inclusive as possible. But, you know, I didn't know what the athletes actually went through. I don't know what support there is um, for students. So, um, and also you have a different mindset because, um, I mean, you're highly competitive, right? <laughs> Otherwise you wouldn't be doing this, but, so you're highly competitive. And I, I was wondering if it actually translates into, because you're very successful at school as well. I mean, does this competitiveness also translate into getting A pluses, for example, your desire to actually be the best you know, of the class or something? Or are these two separate bins and actually it's not quite the same? I don't know about you, Jackson. Yeah, I think everything is uh, is relatable and transferable. When talking about like competitiveness and you know, um, kind of mindsets you bring towards the the field, the court, or wherever you're on, um, you know, you you develop values and 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 transferable skills from the sport you're doing, and then you Im implement that into uh, school. You know, the biggest thing, uh, especially in my household, and I'm sure for everybody else, you know. You know, your parents and your loved ones are always on you like, hey, you know, you got to finish school, you know, school comes first and um, and everything like that. So knowing that and having that in the back of your head, you know, pushes you to, you know, do your homework, do that extra little, you know, turn one more page in your book or, 
you know, read uh, read another slide or go through an extra PowerPoint and, you know, do that extra little bit to, you know, get where you want to be. So definitely competitiveness, I think, um, um, you know, breeds uh, good values in the classroom. And do you think like, and Yev, perhaps maybe you might want to answer that. Maybe Catherine has a, a better answer, but, you know, towards the end of a semester, everybody's tired. Everybody's like, you can't look at your textbook anymore. <laughs> you kind of, kind of have an allergic reaction to what you're doing a little bit. So students get, you know, they get, um, yeah, you get tired. It's like uh, you're, you're on the last mile and things are starting to hurt. Like, uh, like not, your brain, just like your muscle, muscles I this is what how I think about it right but does this fact that you know how to push yourself and how to your know, performance driven kind of attitude does it allow you to push past this kind of oh I can't do this anymore kind of uh, feeling or or is that just not related to sport it's just the quality of <laughs> of yourself <laughs> Um, that's a good point. Like, I didn't even think of it that way um, in terms of, like, at the end of, like, a five-step game or, like, a long, um, like, soccer or football game um, that there's, like, that, that desire to, to push yourself. Um, for sure, I think it has to do with it because we're trained to, you know, go through something and understand kind of the consequences of, of our actions and, and what happens at the end of the game and our thoughts at the beginning and our motivation and how it translates to the whole game. Um, so I think that's an awesome point and it, it kind of translates well to, to what Jackson was saying about transferable skills and how, you know, we're motivated for, for one thing and then it translates to the other. Personally, um, I guess I, I, I see that my motivation and, and my kind of how eager I am is similar in, in both sports and, and school, but I guess the motives were a little bit different for me. Um, we all play in team sports too. So, I mean, most of the time, like you train and you, you know, you do one rep more, one more rep or, um, you know, you, you, you go to the gym one more time or you go practice for your team. Like you don't want to let them down and, and for your, your the staff and for your coaches um, because you're all in that kind of environment together. Um, and for school, like personally, I didn't, I wasn't working hard for like anyone else, I guess, like uh, it was mostly for myself and, and to get to my end goal. So I guess for me, I was very motivated in school and working really hard because I had that end goal from the start. I started university and I knew I wanted to go into medicine and I knew it was hard and I had heard horror stories. So for me, it was like, you got to push until, until you can't. And I mean, it worked out, which I'm really glad, but I look back and I'm like, oh my God, like I was pushing myself like to the max, max, max. But I think it's all in the mindset. Like I also think about volleyball in the gym and I was like, wow, I was also pushing myself to the max. So I think I can see the qualities that come out in both, but for me, it was kind of a different, um, like end goal motivation. How about you, Kat? Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely see like the aspect of competitiveness, but I think for me, the difference is like in, in sports, it's, it's like direct competition. So it's like, I want to be better than you. I want to win nationals. I want to win the games I have. I want to win playoffs. Like I want to win 
be better than the person I'm playing against. Right. And like, I'm like, it would be like us, like my team against someone else. Whereas when you're in school, it's not necessarily like, I want to be better than like all of the people in my class. It's more of a, I want to like learn as much as I can so that I can, I guess, do well. But uh, for me, I was never really like, I guess if you looked at my transcript, you'd be like, it's about the grades, but it's not really about that. It's about like learning as much as you can. And then that tends to be reflected in the grades. But that I, in itself is, especially I don't think like Ottawa doesn't curve it. So it wouldn't be, it's not a, really about like being better than everyone else so that you can get an A. It's about knowing what you know so that that reflects later. Those are all very interesting points. So you're not competing against other people, you're competing against yourself, really. And you're doing it for yourself, not as a team. So that is a completely different <laughs> kind of mind mindset. But you're still competitive in a way that it's not a competition then. So it's not it's not competition then. It's just um, doing the best that you can, really. Yeah. And I don't think that the the competitiveness in sports necessarily has to translate in school for everyone like for some people school is not you know they're they're good at so many things and for them school is you know a part of it and they go through it and they succeed and they do super well but it's not um like the big eagerness to you know get the a pluses and and you know learn everything um as much as it is in, in sports so i think there's a good balance in there um, and it, it also shows that, you know, we talk about being high achievers and doing all these things and succeeding, but we all have our own kind of threshold of, of what we're aiming for. And I think that it could be an A plus, it could be like a B, it could be anything really. It could be passing the class. And for one athlete, it's to get that A plus for another, it's, you know, passing that class and it's both are just as much, like one as much is as much a success as the other. Um, uh, so I think that competitive comes out, but not, uh, not everyone's kind of as school oriented and that's totally fine. So, so it's not com competition is performance driven, maybe at school rather than competition. And that degree of performance will vary between the different athletes. So it's not really tied onto how performance driven you are as athletes, how you are at school. Interesting. Eve, you said that the, the you kind of implied that the success that you um, got through, or how do I phrase this? There's this principle in um, some old Japanese philosophy books that if you get really good at one thing, you get good at everything because you just know how to complete something, you know how to apply yourself. You can do that in many other things. Do you think that applies here? Like, do, do you think if you didn't do sports, you would have done better in school because you had more time? Or do you think you would have done worse in school because you you wouldn't have had the the benefit and the the all the psychology that you just mentioned? Yeah, I really just I I don't I think I would have done worse <laughs> for sure. Um, I don't know. I think it it kind of structured me a little bit more and gave me that. And I I think about it now. I'm like, oh, you know, I had that break when I would go to the gym, and I'm like, that's so silly because it's not you know it's a break, but at the same time, it's not really a, like a full on break. But, um, I think when you do things that you're passionate about, it, it kind of drives you in, in a bunch of different aspects of your life. And so 
because I was so passionate about volleyball and passionate about school, it kind of went together and helped me to, to kind of keep that motivation for both. Um, but I really do think, I think there's a bunch of different reasons why I, I would have done worse if I, if I didn't play volleyball. Um, some of those being like just being strict to my schedule and, and so on. But um, I definitely see that, you know, when, when you have a really good practice and then, you know, you go home and, and you kind of like understand a concept or you like study something and it, it goes really well. It's kind of like you, you feel like everything's kind of working together. What, what about you, Jackson and Kat? Like did, did uh, sports and academia cheer each other together, cheer each other on, or did they take away from each other? Um, I definitely agree with uh, what uh, Nyeb was saying. I don't know if I do uh, that great school, but uh, I definitely would have, you know, competed and, and tried my best for sure, no doubt. But I think the fact that sports are there, uh, like Nia was saying, was was really like it builds your fundamental like habits and the aspect of staying busy. You know, when you just like sports, when you practice something or practice, um, you know, anything in general, um, you get better at it. And I think overall, you tend to do that thing um, more frequently because, you know, you're better at it, you're good at it. And, you know, we like to do things that we're, we're good at. Um, so with respect to school and stuff and, and sports, you know, you're working hard in, in school or in, in, the, uh, in the gym, on the field and stuff. And like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm doing a great job. I'm building confidence in myself. And, you know, I want to, you know, translate that to school. Uh, and kind of bring that forward. So I think, uh, um, like Nick was saying, you know, really building your fundamental habits and, and staying like that really uh, structures yourself in, uh, in school. So sports is really, really valuable in that sense. And um, as well to add, if kind of sports wasn't there, um, I definitely would try to, you know, pick something else up, uh, a different hobby or anything, uh, just to stay busy. Because I know uh, for myself, it's it's really easy to get, uh, um you know, complacent and stuff, you know, it's easy to, you know, just take a nap after school or, you know, go hang out with your friends or something, do something easy, you know what I mean? So um, being in sports really takes away from that being complacency. Um, that's something we preach a lot in football, especially, uh, you know, there's, you never want to be complacent. There's, you're either getting better or worse. So um, definitely. And how about you, Catherine? Uh, so I feel like something um, that gets thrown around a lot is that student athletes are good at time management, but the real secret is we don't actually manage our time. It's managed for us. So it's like you wake up, you know, you have to be at the gym at this time. You know, you have these classes that you've scheduled and then you also have practice at this time. And you're like, well, I know I need to eat and it's going to have to be during these few gaps I have in my schedule. And then I should probably sleep at some point. So maybe that'll be once I finish all of my homework which will be after I've managed to finish all of my practices and meetings or whatever I have. So it's like, it's so structured that you don't really have a choice, but to like, quote unquote, manage your time well, because it's already like blocked off for you. So you still have to manage schoolwork. So, you know, you have this well, assignment due for this, this I, assignment. I due personally, for this. honestly, well, okay. So for, for me in my classes, most of the things would be like one weekly assignment. And so for me, that was good because it meant that again, my time was managed for me. Like I was learning the class throughout. So I would go out, study what I had done that week to do my weekly assignment. And I had that for all five of my classes. So it was perfect. And then honestly, now, if I was doing online school and it was all on my own 
and I had to manage that, that would be good time management skills on my part, but I haven't had to do that yet. I never, I never knew that I, I always thought I had good time management skills until I stopped playing volleyball and I did my second year of medical school online. And I was like, oh, I'm really bad at this. Like, I, it's so right what Kat is saying, because like, you really do think you're like, oh my God, I got this. Like, I have so, such good time management skills, but really she's right. Like you, but I have to say manage for you. <laughs> Going online, everybody had a mind meld and realized that um, concentration was much harder. So that also played into it, surely. Um, so, so we've talked about successes, performance and high achievements, but it doesn't come without the other side that sometimes you fail and uh, it can be bad. and. I've seen, you know, professional athletes cry and it's really hard, right, uh, when things don't go well. But the same at school, if you have certain goals that you want to reach and you're, it's difficult to reach them. So, you know, we call it failing forward or, you know, trying to find ways to cope with failures or, you know, progression, I'd say. How... How did you cope with that? Or did you have a specific coping mechanism because of sports where, you know, you can't win all the games, right? So does that help or how do you cope with that, Jackson? Yeah, um, I've definitely been through my fair share of uh, school failures. Um, I remember in uh, my first year, well, not even before university started, in high school, I wanted to do Coming out of grade 12, I wanted to do environmental science or geology. That was my that was my main choice and I something I really wanted to do, I was interested in. But to get in to U Ottawa, you needed an 80 and I had a 78. So I was really frustrated uh, with myself and and everything. But so I ended up doing uh, geography my first year and wasn't, you know, exactly what I wanted, but um, I kind of committed myself to, you know, getting good enough grades and, and up at it and, and everything like that to get into environmental science the next year. So I think what um, I used as a coping mechanism, I should say, was uh, the people around me. Um, you know, I think it's very important. Um, it could be in professional sports, it could be at home or whatever kind of environment you're in. I think it's really important to really nurture your environment and, and hang around with people that, um, you know, support you and push you in the right direction and really really put a smile on your face, to be honest, um, and some people that, you know, make you happy. So, you know, going through those things, they're, they're there for you. You know, there's somebody you can talk to about, you know, is this really going to happen? Is this, uh, you know, am I going down the wrong way or anything like that? So they kind of put you on the right path. And, and going to university, um, I have an older sister too, who went uh, to university as well. So uh, having her um, you know, go through exactly what I'm basically doing now was really uh, a really good support uh, mechanism for me too. So um, definitely her being in the same shoes I, as I am and, and things like that uh, really helps you get over it and, and, you know, get to the next spot. So. And Kat, uh, you always go last, so <laughs> go to you now. Catherine, if, what's your coping mechanism? Yeah, um, 
I'm not really sure. So it's it's sort of um, I just bounce between the two things. So like we have our, we have sports and we have school. So it's like when one of them isn't going well, you just sort of focus more energy on the other one and vice versa. So if like you we have a bad game or something, then I'm like focus on my assignment and do that. And if like an exam doesn't go well, I know I I just sort of burn off more energy at practice. Um, but at the same time, it's nice because you always like you'll go to school, you'll do you'll do whatever, and I could be upset about an exam that didn't go my way. And I remember like there was one exam; it was not, it didn't go particularly well to the point where even my prof was like, "Let's have a little meeting about why this didn't go well." But then I go to practice, and it's just a completely different environment because no one is in that class, no one knows what's going on they, or could even help me in this class and I'm just like well I can forget about it I guess for for the time being and then come back to it later when I'm sort of fresh again and can think about it um but that was a, a, another thing there that I mentioned like our our profs are have all in my experience all been very uh understanding about honestly I don't even think just student athletes but just uh the, the students in general and like the, the struggles that they're going through and they really do want us to succeed. Interesting. I like this idea of uh, going to see a prof when there's a problem. <laughs> so many d just do not do it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it was also a more of a higher year class. I think it was like a third year class. So potentially we, we know people better. Yeah, for me, I, I, I completely agree. I think having people in different areas of your life is good because when something doesn't go well, you can talk to other people like in the other areas. And then, but at the same time, you have the people that know what you're going through that can help. So if a school was not going well, um, I had my support system, like my, my, my classmates um, and friends that I've had like for a long, long time that did the degree with, with me. Um, and then also some mentors, um, some, you know, professors that have mentored me that, that I could, you know, get support from. And then um, for sports, like I had all my teammates, I had my coaches. And I must say, like, one of the things that really helped too was to have um, some services provided to us, like, um, uh, like a sports mental health and sports therapy, stuff like that. Um, I think it's it helps us to kind of understand what we're going through when it's when it gets harder so yeah having those kind of like different types of support and you know I, I could always go back to my family and and they wouldn't understand any of it and <laughs> not sports not school but you know they were just there to listen or to um change my thoughts so yeah I think support is is super super key and having those kind of like resources to help you like um like therapy and stuff like that is is really good. And there's a there's another point that um, I've been thinking about as well as you were talking there, like the for on this last point is that I I see well there's many types of students, but I see some students who are rather passive, and you know so they want knowledge to be imparted on them. And it's quite a split actually in the class. And you see this with students who don't like doing active learning, for example, or where they actually have to work to do the learning. 
and students who actually really dig into it, right? So, oh yeah, let's do this and, you know, let's practice this and let's try and think about solving this problem. And they really enjoy that. And to me, I have no idea, but I think that it kind of is like um, when you do sports. So I, I often compare learning as sports where I can teach you how to play soccer, but unless you play soccer, you'll never be able to play soccer properly, right? So you can learn about the rules, but if you want to play properly, then you actually have to do the, the, the training and the playing and all the hours that you have to put into it, right? So, and, and there's a lot of students who do not actually realize this. I don't know as athletes if whether you, you realize this about learning that you actually have to do it yourself. And it's something that is the onus is on you to actually be learning. I don't know how you kind of see learning at this point. Maybe Kath, we can start with you. Um, yeah, so I think it might be different depending on what program you're in. But for me, especially doing undergrad in physics and math, a lot of it is like in class, they'll show you sort of the techniques would be like this. And then maybe in your DGDs, you'll go through a few examples. But then when it comes time to do the test, you're the one like doing all of the problems. And so if you want to do well in the test, you need to understand how they do it, but you need to have done practice problems. And I think a lot of, a lot of people, like you're saying, make the mistake of going to the DGDs and sort of just watching the solution be done. And when you're watching a solution be done, you know, you're, you're always like, oh, I could do that. I could do that if I had to do that. But then it comes down to it and you're looking at just the question and I'd be like, no, no, I can't do that. So I found like studying, the best way to study would be when I'm doing it and realizing like, this is the mistake I'm making and then going back and correcting it. And I do think that's the same sort of thing that we do in sports where like we're playing and then your coach is showing you the video being like, this is where you made all of these mistakes. And you're like, oh, I remember that because I did it and this happened. But then for us, it's like, okay, I'm doing this problem. I don't know what's wrong. Here's the mistake I made. Now, when it comes to the exam, hopefully I won't make that mistake. So, Niev, you're nodding quite a bit there. Is that the same for you? Yeah, yeah, I like the analogy. And it's funny because I took your class a couple of years when I was in the first year, <laughs> I think. And uh, I remember that like reverse, reverse classroom thing um, that you were kind of trying to do with your students. And, you know, it's, it's, the same thing as when you're going into um, like a, a video meeting. So often um, with varsity sports, we have either like videos of the other teams playing or you playing the other teams or just practice. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not just practice, practice with your team and then get to the game against like McGill and hope that how you practice is going to match how they're going to play. No, like you, you study what they're, doing and who their good players are and where the hits are go and is that hitter hitting line all the time or like hitting cross so if you get to those meetings and you're not prepared like it won't make sense to you and even if you try to you know kind of catch up after you're not absorbing as much you know and as much of the as the information as as you you would and it's the same thing as in that, as in those classes, because I remember some of the times that I was like, oh my God, I didn't have time to do this. And I get to the class and I'm like, I, I, you know, it was so different than the other classes where I would get there and I would be like, oh yeah, like I did learn this. And then I kind of like 
saves in your brain a lot quicker. So I like the analogy because it's the exact same concept, kind of learning before and then working together and then putting it into practice at the games or during the exams, for example. Thanks for, for that, yeah. And and for you, Jackson. Um, I definitely agree with you guys. Uh, definitely some good points. Um, definitely about studying too. Like for me, um, I don't know today if I if I don't even know how to study yet, but you know, you do you do a bunch of things in in sports and stuff, and they kind of teach you how to absorb things. Um, and I think the best way depends like if you're you know if you have photographic memory you're you're smoothing through through everything so um but for me personally i'm a very visual person so when you see things um you know in front of you on a table or um you know in science we have a lot of, a lot of graphs and everything so seeing that and then explaining that to you and then putting that into words equations um and then creating or whatever you got to do with the graphs um really is helpful and then Something we do um, in football, especially um, at the field every day, is we bring a notebook with us everywhere we go. You know, even meeting rooms, you know, coaches will have like a five minute meeting, team meeting, and, you know, you better have your pen and paper out and be writing stuff down. You could be talking about the last game, you know, we got to work on this, this, this. And just the act and the, you know, just the act of writing things down just allows your mind to, you know, to register in your head and, gives you a better odd uh, chances of, you know, remembering what he said and, and things like that too. Definitely for school. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and another point I wanted to add to was about um, also absorbing knowledge through uh, other people. You know, in, in science, you do a lot of labs. Um, I'm sure you guys know labs, DGDs, all that stuff and doing teamwork and everything. And I think that's super helpful um, in learning. Um, myself, I was a really shy person when I was younger. Um, and growing up through sports and stuff, become more sociable and hang out with people and everything. And, and I don't think I would have been able to do school uh, really by myself. You know, you make friends and it's cool. You make friends in labs and everything. And and it's cool to cool to say because sometimes you know I talk to the, my lab partner I had you know three years ago, four years ago. He's talking about you know sports and everything, and we're still catching up. So it's it's really cool to make friends and and you go through school with those people and you go through the tough times with them and, you know, you message them and you say, Hey, you want to go meet up at Mopiti or, or somewhere to go, uh, you know, study or whatnot, the live more set library or, or anywhere. And I think those are the really cool times. I remember the most was, you know, chatting with friends and then meeting up at more set library, trying to find a table up there or somewhere to study uh, or trying to book. Sometimes, um, the athletes got lucky. We, I don't know about you guys, but we got a FSS a few times. Uh, one of those cool, uh, really big boardrooms. And, you know, you bring the guys in there and some, uh, some of your classmates and really, really push yourself to learn more and, and uh, discuss things. And that's another big thing too, is, you know, really talking, talking through things is really, really important. And how I learned a lot of, you know, what I had to learn for tests and exams and everything. So yeah, definitely. And that's really interesting because you play team sports, but when you studied, did you study individually or did you like, like uh, Jackson is saying, studying as a team virtually or working as a team? Or were you like, I'm doing my business now. Uh, this is my studying time. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of did both. I knew like at home, definitely you got to put in time um, without your friends too, like at home. It takes a lot of time, but um, I enjoyed 
it's really a lot, uh, you know, team team play in, in the study room too. You kind of kind of bring sports to the classroom in, in those aspects too. Um, I found really helpful, but definitely alone too is um, is important. But you kind of learn from you know what you guys were team or it kind of depends. Were. Maybe it depends on the subject as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a cat in physics. I mean, surely there's like hordes of problems that you know it's fun to do. On well, when I was studying. I never did physics, but I did the chemistry. And when we had problems that we needed to solve, you know, um, I liked to have a few people so that we can go through these problems together on the chalkboard. <laughs> I don't know about you. Um, yeah, so when they built STEM, uh, we got really excited because there were all the whiteboards. Um, and then we found out that the whiteboards were black and we used by like special markers so that we could see what we were writing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely, um, I do study in group, but I prefer to study by myself. And if I am studying in a group, it's, um, well, if it's with my teammates, it's we're all studying separate things. So, which helps because then we don't talk to each other because then we can't distract each other. Right. Um, and then if we are like in physics, if we're going over problems, it'll be more like you're working on your thing and everyone's working on their own thing. And then when you get stuck, if sort of all of your classmates are there and maybe they've already done it, or they've got stuck at the same point. And there's usually someone there that knows what they're doing that can sort of help walk you through it. And how about you, Niev? I like studying by myself. <laughs> um, but I definitely see um, how studying together is super helpful and helps you to retain a lot of information. I must say that if I was with my teammates um, in one of the rooms, I would just chat the whole time. <laughs> I wouldn't study. That's just me though. Um, I think I would talk about the games and I would talk about anything other than school. Um, so I kind of needed to be by myself, but um, I, because I knew that it was really helpful uh, for, for my second year in, in, in med school, I, I tried to organize something because we were online and it was tough and you just learn everything. And our exams are usually every um, six weeks. So it's not like you have an assignment every week to keep you going. So I'd meet up with a, a few of my classmates on Zoom, unfortunately, and uh, we would kind of go through each person would have, would be responsible for, for a part of the material the, the previous week. Um, and then we would kind of teach each other. And honestly, it was so helpful because sometimes like one person would say something and be like, oh, like now that you explain it that way or like a, a single detail that's really important that I kind of missed um so that's good I you can, have to have a good team plan so exactly. it has to be well organized so that everybody actually can benefit from it and you have to be accountable to your teammates as well absolutely which is like sports exactly yeah yeah because if we if we get if we got there like to like our meetings and we weren't prepared it would just lead to kind of nothing and we would waste our time but if we were ready and we kind of had a, a game plan if i if i can say game plan um it was super productive so you've all, again, you're all in team uh, for sports. Doing teamwork at school, did that help you? Like, because there's a lot of uh, sometimes friction between teammates. There must be friction between teammates and sports as well. So you kind of have to develop a way to actually, you know, deal with this friction. Has this kind of helped you as well with schoolwork? Doing, sometimes we put you in teams um, that you with people you don't know and it can be rough 
does anybody want to <laughs> put their hand up? Yeah, I was going to say that it's, it's different because you can't necessarily always use the attitude that you have in sports in real life because you will hurt people. <laughs> um, in sports, it's kind of an understanding that um, so you sometimes you have to be blunt and you have to just say the thing to get to get things done. Um, and people understand that the reason why you're being direct or the reason why you're, you're a little bit more blunt or that you're, you're kind of calling people out is for everyone to be successful. But in real life, you sometimes have to be a little bit more gentle. <laughs> so I would say that bringing that kind of high competition attitude of like calling people out and, you know, in, in the, in the best way possible in sports um doesn't always apply to real life however I think that it helped me in my per like in my life to be able to manage and lead a team um by understanding kind of the the steps that needed to be done in sports and now I kind of am able to identify okay what steps need to be done and then where do we want to go from here and kind of that organization and and managing a team um really translated but not necessarily the the way to say it that didn't translate <laughs> very interesting um Kath maybe I don't know if you've done a lot of team um yeah we don't really do like group projects my only teamwork would be like lab uh, situations and in my first year yeah my my labs were I didn't have the, the like lab buddy finding thing but I showed up at for my chem lab and like day one and they were like this person's beside you in the hallway you guys are now lab partners um which is interesting because I used to have to run immediately from the field after practice to make it to this lab on time so every day I was like sprinting to try to get to this lab and I would show up and in the team environment it's like we're all here we're at we practice together every day we go to the games we all have the same goal in in theory we all have the same goal of winning the games when you're doing a lab with someone yes you have the goal of like finishing the lab but then you're writing these reports and things and you don't necessarily have the same goal like you might want to be like i'm interested in this and i actually want to know all of the details of like how this works and the other person might be like i want to go home and i want to be done this lab as soon as possible and sometimes i was the one that wanted to go home sometimes my lab partner was but in in that regards it's different because you need to sort of take into account everything that everyone is feeling and then I remember with with labs like that it's it's always hard because you're trying to sort of coordinate with other people and there will be times where in in first year there was one lab where you were supposed to have prepared something beforehand and I definitely did not realize that and so I'm sprinting up I'm already late and then my lab partner's like you didn't do this and I was like oh my goodness like I've completely dropped the ball on this like and then there's not there's nothing you can do about it it's just, it's just you're in this moment like you're in the moment you have to figure it out um so but then it's that that idea of like you've let someone down there's with your teammates you're like i think i can make it up like I, I know like you've made a mistake on the field you'll like fix it but sort of with strangers you're just like it, it's different it's a it's a different mentality with that um but i i do think that the sport like helps you balance um understanding uh, working working with others uh, the only difference is i guess in real life that not everyone has the same goals 
where sport is like, you're all together, you're working for one goal. And then in real life, you have to figure out how we're going to work together because we have to do a task, but we don't all have the same goal at the end. And that's true. Like my daughter's first year at university was last year and she was put all the time into teamwork or group work. And the partners she had were very diverse in their end goal. Like I want to pass this class to A plus only. <laughs> so, so it was like, it was difficult to manage these teams. We've already passed our uh, half past mark. And I just wanted to make sure whether, you know, our guests <laughs> had something that, you know, they thought the, that they would like to share that we haven't discussed necessarily. Um, perhaps about tricks that we could do as professors, because that, that, that whole point was for me to be able to better help my student athletes, students, but students generally. Um, something that we can do as professors or institution uh, in order to help you perhaps financially or with flexibility or something. Anyone who's got an idea. Yeah, I was gonna mention quickly that um, I think this is pretty cool that we get to talk about, you know, sports and science at the same time. Um, I think one thing that's hard as, as student athletes is to always, well, for me personally, I, I kind of often felt like I was half, like I, I was, when I was playing sports, like sometimes because I, I was thinking about like I had a, a big exam the next day or I had like a bunch of things on my plate with school. Um, I felt like a bit of a, like an imposter a little bit, um, a bit of imposter syndrome because I was so into, into school and, and, you know, and then when I was in school, I felt a bit like I was, you know, half in because I was so much into volleyball. So I think that it, it gets hard when you don't feel like you're, you're, you know, I'm not fully an athlete. I'm not fully a student. I'm a big mix of both, but um, so I think that it's cool that we get to talk about these things and, and kind of normalize it all because we are a bit of both and, and we can be kind of like a hundred percent in, in, in all of it. Um, and I think that one thing that did help with that was to have that support from the professors, you know, we walk in with, like we talked earlier, our whole gear and we have our backpack and, and to kind of, you know, I, I went to see some professors for questions and then we ended up started, like we started talking about volleyball and we started talking about sports and you know, I think that's cool because it brings the two different worlds together. And I had wonderful professors who understood what it was like to be having those those big commitments that I couldn't change. Um, and, you know, I, I wrote an exam in a hotel room proctored by my coach, like uh, in Hamilton one time. And, and it was awesome to get that, you know, that privilege. Um, and I think that just talking about it with the students because it's it's cool to understand how passionate they can be about something but also be passionate about science or, or school or whatever their pro program they're into kind of having starting those conversations i mean this is one 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 example thanks yeah for sharing that um maybe jackson or catherine um i think every time we start asking questions about sort of like what, when profs ask questions about like what can we do to make your lives easier as students I think for student athletes like yeah we have that athletic part or like this the sports that we're playing and you I said like financially and I do think that a lot of the time because it's not just us so like we have our other of 
sports, but there are also people who have other of, they have a job or they have family obligations and sort of everyone has that other, like there's, it's pretty rare that someone's like just focused on school and that's all they're focused on. Even though sometimes our profs are like, you're only focused on my one class. And you're like, I at least have some other classes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so everyone sort of has that, that other. And I think uh, when profs are more aware and sort of understanding of these things, I know for us, well, myself personally, it's like we've been able to get scholarships from our athletics, which is very, very helpful in not having to sort of find other ways to fund our schooling. Um, but just in general, like being aware of different things. And that, are those really hard to get? Like, are those scholarships really difficult to get? Um, and they put you under a whole lot of pressure because you have to keep a certain so academic like, yes, standard? Yes and, and no. Uh, we do have to maintain a certain um, average to get them, but I think it's only like a six out of our, our 10 point scale. Um, but the issue is the more, um, it's, it's also, there's, there's like sort of a quota, like you're allowed to give this many type of scholarships. Um, but I think recently with budget, budgeting and everything, I'm not sure. Thanks for that, because that's a really good point as well. Um, to be able to financially not stress so much that you don't have to work part-time on top of everything because you couldn't possibly manage, right? Uh, Jackson, was this, was there things for you that professors or the institution could have made easier? Um, yeah, um, I'd probably just say uh, what exactly you guys said too is a great point and I agree with them. Um, for me personally, I think the biggest thing is flexibility and understanding. And uh, I know you guys touched on that, but I remember uh, my first year, I was doing a stats class and I had a game on uh, when the midterm was uh, supposed to be uh, supposed to be written. And I remember having, having obviously missed it, missed the midterm. And the midterm was then put on the final. And the final was worth like 70%. And uh, that was, you know, in your first year, you're kind of like, kind of sweating a bit. But um, yeah, I think just flexibility, I think, is the biggest thing. Um, I think profs do a great job, um, you know, trying to accommodate everybody. And obviously you're doing, you know, a great thing of doing the podcast and, you know, trying to get this information from, you know, people that have done it before uh, and students uh, like us. But um, I think, yeah, just, you know, being, you know, having that communication, being honest and understanding and flexible, because uh, obviously there's, a lot of stuff going on and like Kat was saying, you know, we're definitely doing more than, uh, than one class, but. Um. Yeah, and those exams, so the flexibility with exams, logistically, we kind of hit a wall at some point because we can't, we can't make three exams. It's like 20 hours to make one good exam. <laughs> yeah. So we make more. <laughs> so the flexibility is to kind of push it onto the final, right? But I understand this is, so I don't know, you know, if if I can think of a solution, I, I will, because you're not the only ones in this position and it's it's heartbreaking, but I don't know what the solution is here. For for what happened to me, I um I dislocated my thumb at practice, my right hand thumb. Um two days before my organic chemistry, my Orgo oh. 2 exam. 
So uh, I couldn't, like I tried, I had this big splint and I tried to like do my hexagons and stuff. And like, cause it was the exam where I had to like rewrite all of the mechanisms, like all of everything. Oh boy. And so I couldn't write my exam. Um, yeah, it was awful. Um, but one thing that the professor did is she put a, like some of the percentage on my first midterm and then some on my fi final. My final was still a lot. Like I it was also like <laughs> breaking a sweat, but um, it was not like hundred percent. At least she she put a bit of on my on my midterm, so that helped. I mean that was kind of a an, an okay solution. But yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like we're not the only students who have challenges and 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 things that they can't move out of their schedule. Like you said, there's parents and people going through med like medical treatments and and so yeah it's tough hopefully these discussions at least will help other um professors or kind of think about the situations that their students are and and it's helped me anyway so i'm i feel really privileged to be talking to you and that you agreed to talk to me and to mike as well um so yeah so thank you very much for this i i'm really i'm chuffed a bit with the uh, the talk that we've had yeah this is great thanks guys it's a window into something that we as nerds don't don't get you know nerds and also another thing and most nerds are just nerds so this is good it was nice to talk uh, to talk to you guys and i mean this is a great discussion thanks for inviting us yeah thank you very much it uh, means a lot yeah thank you for having us I, I think it's good to get this out there and i like uh i like what you're doing with the podcast in general Listen to more episodes of Beyond the Test Tube every 15th of every month, either on Google Play or Apple Podcasts, or visit our website on Simplecast Beyond the Test Tube.